So we need to talk about Kanye. Too Close to Call is usually a political podcast, but many listeners know I'm a big Kanye West fan. I have been for many years, sort of an obsessive. And this is where I found both of you. Uh, and there's a special Twitter feed. I don't know what it's called. Just like a, a Twitter column for, for Kanye fans to vent and talk. And, you know, last couple of weeks have been tough. I've been struggling with this, this latest outburst. And, you know, I've been getting a lot of texts from family members, friends who know I'm obsessed with Kanye. I'm a stan. I'm, I have it in my Twitter profile, a fanboy, and people are commenting on me now saying, you better take that out. What's wrong with you? But frankly, I didn't want to talk to anyone about it except other fans. So that's why I was like hitting people up who sort of understand Kanye before I talk to anyone else about it, which I don't know if it's a therapeutic thing. But so I am here with Sandy, who is from Calgary, Canada. Mm -hmm. And Ty Rasmussen is in Wisconsin. And you guys are both verifiable Kanye fans. Correct. Yes, sir. How, how are you guys dealing with this? Uh, I can start, I guess. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I guess this whole situation has been October of generally October of 2022 is the whole window of stuff that's been happening. Right. Yeah. So that's what I remember. I remember the first thing was the Yeezy season nine. And then were you guys watching that live as well? Yeah, I was watching part of it live. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I was watching it and then Kanye comes out and he talks about uh, the press focusing on him being late and I can see white lives matter on his shirt right and then my first thought was oh okay that's what we're doing here we go yeah <laughs> we're gonna hear a lot about this aren't we i just had like a sigh and, he's and then Candace Owens. That, like, what's that he's with candace owens at this point yeah. right yeah and that was like another point where i was like seriously come on so it was one of those things where it's like well this is about to happen you know and then i because one thing i've known is that in the years of following Kanye, I like I, I sometimes think I can predict his next move, but I can't. Every time I think I know what he's about to do next, he does something else. So, yeah, after that, I was like, all right, let's see what happens after this. It's what I do know is that he's not one to back down. So I kind of realized that was about to go off. And then I don't know, for me, it was something usually when Kanye does something crazy, I just kind of shrug it off to be like, look, it's he's doing what he wants to do. Some people will come and ask me and I'll be like, I don't know, man, I, I, I love him, though. You know, right. but, but this so, is when it got really toxic, right? It got it went too far here. Well, yeah. that's, that was my first impression. I was like, I don't know if he's ever gone this far, even with the White Lives Matter, even with the Jewish thing. The White Lives Matter, I think, is obviously provocative, but he can get away with because he's Kanye and is sort of, you know, he embraced the MAGA thing. And, you know, he has complicated opinions on race, but I think controversial versus disqualifying is a different thing. And I think the anti-Semitic stuff is where he's gone too far. But Ty, tell me, tell me how, how you've been processing all of this as a Kanye fan in Wisconsin. Yeah. So I would say, uh, I was kind of thinking the same thing as Sandy, how at first I saw the white lives matter thing and I was immediately knew it was going to be all over TMZ and everything. And 
everything just kept happening, like the Drink Champs interview. Yep. And he just kept making more and more claims. He went on uh, Instagram and a couple posts about it. And at first I was trying to just, just like ignore it because I knew that he was kind of just doing like a rant session, I guess. And I was trying to ignore it as much as I could. And then it just kept getting so bad. And now like the whole Adidas thing and how they cut ties with him. And at this point, it's just gotten way out of control. That's what I thought was going to happen. So how did you, I mean, you guys must've had friends or family or colleagues say to you that knew your Kanye fans say to you, like, what's going on with your, I mean, this is what I was getting. So I don't know if it's the same for you, but most of the people in my life know I'm a Kanye fan because I'm like, I went to the Don, I flew to Atlanta for the Donda listening party. I've got every tour he's done. Like I'll buy the fucking $500. T- I'm like kind of obsessive. I've got the Yeezy, you know, like I'm into the whole thing. But with the anti-Semitic stuff, when he started saying, and I listened to several interviews, he did an interview also with Andrew, uh, with Cuomo, and he wouldn't back down. And he kept saying like, you know, let's be clear. He was saying that Jews who control the media are out to destroy him, playing into this anti-Semitic trope. And for me, I can defend a lot of his craziness as sort of genius, as saying like, he's an artist, he's a wild man, he loves to push buttons. But on this, I was just, I could not defend him. And I don't want to defend him on this, but I also don't want to abandon him. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, like, how, how did you guys process to like where you're at? Like, do you want to defend him? Do you not want to? Should we defend him? Should we just stay away? Is yeah. this going to pass? I, I don't know. I guess I'm just ther- going through my own therapy on this. Everyone kind of just jaw dropped when they saw that tweet. They're like, okay, <laughs> this is where yeah, the DEF CON, the DEF CON tweet. DEF CON tweet. Yeah. I was like, okay, wow, well, you know. And, uh, you know, there were certain, it's just that with Con, it seems like when he, there are certain conversations you can have about like, you know, people and like media and what their makeup is. It's just, but it, the whole thing's a very sensitive topic. So I think you can talk about it without playing into anti Semitism, but you have to approach it very sensitively. You know, but so what do you mean by that? He could make a point that he was getting banned by companies, but not. So what I took away, like what what my uh, friend kind of interpreted from the one interview was that generally like one point he was making is that a lot of uh, hip hop and black music is obviously an expression of black pain, a lot of the crime and such. And the people at the top are frequently not black. A lot of them are white and a lot of them are For sure. Jewish. I suppose a lot like Lior Cohen was Jewish, who was owning Def Jam, which I think is more, it's pretty targeted towards him for a lot for Kanye, or maybe not, maybe it's broader, but you know, so I think that was generally the point, but it's just that, you know, he doesn't talk about these things in a way that doesn't make it look like it's, it's certain things. Are you willing, like, even now it's like kind of an awkward conversation to have. Cause it's like, do you want to talk about this for like somebody who's like, like doing these kind of things and like playing into these things. It's like a hill. Well, I mean, part of his appeal to me beyond the music, which I love and the artistry and the design is his willingness to push boundaries. I, I, I like that about him. I like that he's nonconformist. I have a little bit of that myself and he's a bit of an inspiration to me in that. 
he does things that are unpopular. He uses his popularity and goes against the grain, which I think people in power should do on, on all levels. But some of the stuff is just like kind of beyond the pale when he takes a trope and, you know, he plays into sort of the right wing, you know, and I think they use him now. I think like Tucker Carlson try, uses him and he may have a point, but the like saying that a couple Jewish comp- or a comp- media companies that are run by Jewish people canceled you. Now, you could argue about whether that was, you know, an infringement on his free speech or if it was legitimate. These are, you know, he did say kind of stuff that was over the line. They banned the president, for God's sakes, from Twitter. But, you know, when he starts to say like it's a cabal, that gets into like historical stuff that is just not true. There's not like a meeting of of Jewish Jewish media owners that get together and conspire against Kanye. Like that's just yeah. not that's where he's in crazy land. And I have to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. But. Ty, what do you think? I mean, like, did you have a, a, a breaking point at all? Or when you were watching, you know, the outbursts and the interviews and the tweets, was there something where he went beyond the line for you specifically? Uh, yeah, I think recently it seems like for the most time he's trying to use his words to, like you said, break the boundaries, but it's not in a way that's hurtful to any group of people. And it seems like these last couple of weeks, it has been hurtful and right. it's impacted a lot of people. So I think his approach to this is just a little, it's not like he's done before. It seems too aggressive this way. In a sense. And I think he's hurting. I mean, yeah. one thing I think a through line of Kanye's life is there's, you know, he had his mother in his life that, I don't know, you guys probably watched the doc the Netflix doc, you know, how important she was. And when she died, you know, he lost a rock of stability. Like she would always tell him like, you know, you got like when he was going through his rough patches and he couldn't get that record deal. Like she was the person, right? All these other people were artists and they're around him and everyone's trying to do climb their own ladder, but she was that person. And then he had obviously the marriage to Kim. He's got all these kids. He, he, I think he takes family seriously. That disintegrates. And I, I is there I just don't know if there's anyone in his life right now to say, hey, man, you like you, you got to reel this in. You need help. Like, I don't know. I just don't feel like there's an, a, a, a positive force that's close to him right now. Do you guys get a sense? Well, he said that, right? He, he's like they asked, I think, yeah, Lex Friedman. It was such a bizarre moment in that podcast, too. He asked him, uh, do you have anyone in your life you can trust? And then he says no. And he says you should get people you can trust. And then he like aggressively tells them, don't tell me what to do. And that's just like a very banal piece of advice. Right. Isn't it? Like, what's not a, is that a bad thing to have people you can trust in your life? So yeah. it was like, a, I didn't even know what to make of that. He's just so volatile right now. Everything is, he wants a fight. He goes in every interview and he wants to fight. And I feel like he, he feels besieged. So he's going to fight back harder. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think eventually he has to, you know, show concession and contrition and say like i went over the line do, you, yeah. do we do we think we'll see that or i mean now given how much he's lost or i think so plus didn't he 
a couple of interviews, I remember him saying that the tweet that he said, uh, like the DEFCON 3 tweet, was he didn't word that the way he wanted to, so he kind of apologized. I don't remember which interview that was. But oh, really? Of, yeah, I think yeah, he did that at the end of the Lex Friedman and yeah. I think Piers Morgan, but he definitely the last like 10 minutes of the Lex Friedman podcast. So, so what he said, he misstated the DEFCON, I mean... The tweet was kind of insane, no matter how you restate it. But I didn't I didn't pick up that he actually ap apologized or said he yeah, misstated that. I don't remember that. exactly what he wanted to say, but I know that he apologized for that tweet because it was a more aggressive than he wanted it to be, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think he said something like towards Lex, because Lex Friedman is Jewish as well. And he said, like, I'm sorry to you and I'm sorry to all the families for how that made you feel that's oh I he did that. say that yeah he did say that directly i actually i actually put out a tweet after that because to me like it's not going to be a good apology on a corporate sense you know not in the public sense because i feel like that's a people really expect a lot from you they'll like analyze your apologies and stuff yes. and kanye was never going to conform to any standard like that but for me by the end i thought all right well he reeled it in a little more and was rational because also one of the nasty uh, point in the drink champs interview which was nasty i thought was when he was like they were asking him to kind of like uh reel it in or like narrow it down to who he's talking about and he said i'm not narrowing it down i'm talking to all the kids and th that love my shoes and my music the jewish kids to ask their parents why i'm so mad and i was like that's so mean you know these guys people love you you know so that's what i think was the first thing that occurred to him was way over the line and that to me i think that's what he was addressing so and when was that? Was that a recent? Was the, so that's in the Friedman interview. Was that a recent? How recent was that? Because I missed that that one. Two days ago. Oh, that was two days. Okay, I didn't know if he's like off the radar now, but he okay. He he did go on Friedman. I'm gonna have to check that out. Um, a good conversation. Okay, but he lost. I mean, he's lost Gap. He's lost Adidas. Oh yeah. I saw he lost, he was going to play two festivals in 2023. They drop, they, they haven't said which ones they are, but there's some source I saw on a festival list that said they drop him. I mean, can you still claim to be a Kanye fan right now? <laughs> no. Uh, what do you think, Ty? <laughs> I mean, I think you can. I think the problem that a lot of, Kanye's stands on like Twitter have is some of them think you have to defend him and some of them think if you're always defending him it's a bad thing so like I think you can be a fan of somebody and not fully agree with everything they say like you can still have your own thoughts and disagree with someone for sure but still support them on like their artistic creations like their music or their fashion yeah, and I think we've gotten in this world where, I mean, I don't know if it's the same in Canada, but in the United States, it's like you're, you got to be all in for someone or not. It's like you got to embrace their policy. I mean, if an actor, if they're an athlete, if they're an artist, you kind of have to be like all in or all against. And that kind of drives me nuts about America because it's just everything's so polarized and it's like pick a side. And there's, you know, it's not like, okay. I love Kanye's music. That's what I'm in it for mostly. And his artistry, his politics and his statements on the, like, 
a lot of them are like way out of bounds and not my thing. Now, I do think he makes some good points, but that's like a nuance. I have like this nuanced view of him. And I feel like that's not really acceptable. People are saying to me, my family members, and I'm in media, and they've been saying, take Kanye out of your bio. It's going to hurt you. Mm -hmm. Do you guys feel like it would hurt you with friendships, with family, professionally, to be a Kanye fan? Yeah, it's interesting because, yeah, a lot of people have talked about getting so many messages from their friends and people who know they ride for Kanye. And I, most people who know me know I ride for Kanye, but I haven't really received much of anything. Sometimes like a family member will be like, why is that guy so nuts? And I'm like, right. I don't know. And that's like, that's literally been like once or twice, but for me, and I'm speaking as a non-Jewish person as well. I feel like those fans are probably Fair. processing things in their own way, but absolutely. That's a good I point feel like as I am as well. Yeah. I feel like a while ago, I kind of reached a level of loving Kanye's music and also to an extent, the man himself, as much as any fan can, you know, I'm not like psycho or anything, but like, right. Like I've, you're not so, showing up like, at his house. Yeah, exactly. But I also, uh, you know, I do, I don't feel uncomfortable saying I'm a Kanye fan, but at the same time, I wouldn't necessarily go around saying that to anyone I just meet because the right. way he like, he does because these that, things and like, he doesn't really clean up. Like I also got tattoos of his lyrics over here. That's night as you do. Which do. lyrics? It's a, uh, I don't know if that's you could see. Uh, it's backwards, yeah. but it's night is always darkest before the dawn. Come to uh, life. I love that. That's Jay Z, <laughs> by the way. Oh. But yeah, so it's like, <laughs> but uh, I had a joke the other day that if people ask me where that's from for the next week or two, I'll just say it's a Bible verse or something. It's like not dying <laughs> on the hill with you, bro. But like, yeah, no, it's like for me personally, I don't feel much of any. I, I'm fine with calling him a fan. It's like re- levels of respect can waver here and there you know and i think that's a separate thing but for me personally i don't feel uncomfortable with it even i don't have to agree with all the things he says i've seen people say he supports kanye or he's a kanye supporter and that's always been an interesting phrase you know it's very political yes are you i don't know do we are you a playboy cardi supporter or something (laughs) right you're just right you you enjoy the music yeah but like we're not voting for him for president i mean i guess you could have last time (laughs) Yeah, I, I couldn't have Canadian. Yeah, you could. Like, you I, would have, I would have just to say I did honestly, and but like that's a that's a different conversation, I guess. <laughs> yeah, um, I just I personally just hope he kind of goes away. I mean, he had that when Kim and him broke up, and she was with Pete Davidson. He had those freakouts where he was like threatening violence, and I was like, you know, I wasn't. I'm no Pete Davidson fan, but I was like scared that Pete Davidson was gonna get beaten up by Kanye fans and Kanye was going to be responsible. And then he went dark for a while. He went totally, he just took everything down. You know, he deletes his Instagram and was not on any media and he kind of went away. And I was hoping I'm like, God, I hope he's focusing on the music and just like taking some downtime and being with his kid. I'm hoping. And then, you know, here we are, I don't know, like a year later and he's had this second, outburst and it's like i think he needs to go away longer and mm-hmm. talk find real fr- i mean that's really I mean, you told me that interview you know, they doesn't trust anybody's life that is really sad i don't even know if it's true because i think half the time kanye does interviews just to be provocative um you know yeah. he said that in his lyrics like he wants to be <laughs> like it's all about being provocative but 
I think he needs to go away and get like he needs good people around him to help him out to sort out these mental breakdowns that are just destroying his career. Mm-hmm. And an interesting that you say provocative, because one thing I remembered about the Lex Friedman podcast, he brought up Andy Kaufman and, you know, the way Andy Kaufman does things. And he actually mm-hmm. said, I could do I could Andy Kaufman this for the next 10 minutes. And I was like, interesting that you're yeah. taking <laughs> so that makes me wonder exactly like what is like what like clearly he said he wanted to get out of the deals got himself fired so he could keep the easy name blah 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 that's a narrative that makes sense but i, I don't know if he ever intended it to go this far yeah ty what do you think kanye's next move is uh, i was gonna bring up too i don't know if you guys remember but it was like maybe January or February when Vori said that Kanye was going to be take a break for the next year and he wasn't going to do any interviews and then like two months later he started being in the news everywhere because he he wasn't taking a break like he was doing interviews he was posting Instagram things about Pete Davidson so I thought it was kind of weird that Vori said he was taking a break for a year and then he was right back to where he was before. Well, it just shows the volatility around him. I mean, you can get any, I could see him breaking down and doing an interview and, and repenting and saying like, you know, Jesus spoke to him and knows he's, I could see that. I don't know if that'll happen, but Kanye's just so volatile. You could see him going on and, and, doubling down and making it worse or trying to make it better. Like, I don't know which way this goes. And I guess that's impossible to predict. Yeah. <laughs> like who knows really, truly who knows. And you don't, you don't really know where you think it'll go. Do you have a prediction? I no. I mean, I, I w- I hope he goes away. I think he has to do some type of type of interview and said, and explain you know, just say like, I'm, I'm sorry for the anti-Semitic stuff, mm-hmm. you know, the other stuff, I mean, even the, even the white lives matter, like he's just trying to troll, you know, the left and black life. that's Kanye. Like, but when you're, when you, the anti-Semitic stuff, like having Jewish friends, that just like, that is like the line. I don't think you can cross Well, you can't cross it. He crossed it. And you know, now, like, if you can't play your music at a festival, I mean, I don't know if he put out an album. I mean, I guess he doesn't want his album on platforms anyway, because like he released Donda on his own platform. Like if they're not on Spotify, they're not on it. I guess the I guess the first one is on. But, you know, he's he sort of wants to do everything on his own. I just don't know, like for his career, is that sustainable? Like, can he come back? Like, is anybody going to accept him? Do we think that's possible or is he done? Is this like, is he going to really have to go out on his own? Cause corporations are not going to want to deal with him. In I, the think, future. I think he definitely could come back. I mean, even if he starts selling fashion just under Yeezy, not under Adidas or gap, I think he'd be fine because Yeezy's became a, one of the biggest selling shoes of Adidas, mostly because of Kanye. Yes. And I think he has so many loyal fans across the world that he could be by himself and he would still be fine. People would still support him. 
But do either of you have a problem with, I guess, supporting him? We're back to that word again, support commercially. If he doesn't, I mean, apologize is another cliche, but I guess acknowledge he went too far. Yeah, with some of the things he said in the Lex Friedman podcast and other things, my general impression was that he's not like he's he's not so hateful that I feel like really bad supporting him as a as like a human being. Like it's not like and this was my take on a lot of the media. I feel like they're treating him like he came out and said the Holocaust never happened or something. Yeah. He didn't go that far. You know, so for well, me, I yeah, feel thank like God. I mean, yeah, thank knock on wood. So <laughs> I don't want to speak that into existence either, but like yeah, uh, just like all things considered, I personally don't feel principled against it. I want to hear his music, but like I am also hoping that he reels it in a little bit. But at the same time, he has shown very much he's willing to burn everything down before he <laughs> makes like a corporate type apology. So, you know, but I don't I think he's probably done with uh, mainstream Hollywood because like a lot of like if you're getting features on your album, and though they're signed to other people, they have to get their labels to clear it. Am I right about that? I'm not. I'm not actually sure. How yeah, works, I think. So. I think so. You're right. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, if like, and the thing, is, and like, this is like harsh enough that like, you know, and then he's, and then he's also making the point that all these people are signed to Jewish people or something, and, and if they are, they're yeah. probably gonna be like, uh, we don't want that. <laughs> we don't want you supporting this guy. And even if they're not, they don't want to play into that. So I mean, even if he came back in a year and had a tour and came through and I wanted to go see a concert, I'd probably have to go alone. Like, I don't know if I could propose, I live, you know, I'm in the media business, so everything's hypersensitive. I mean, I, I cover politics and I wrote a story the other day and then people didn't like it. So they just took that out of their bottom, but took my Kanye fanboy line out of my bio and started using it against me. They're like, Oh, well, we should really listen to your writing. You're a you're a Kanye guy. You're Kanye. Did you just put the, and people are like, didn't you just put this in your bio over the last week? Are you endure? It's like, you know, people weaponize this stuff yep. in a way um, that is a little scary. But I also am a little stubborn like him and like haven't taken that in my bio because I'm like. You know, one thing I parallel, I, I, this is not the exact parallel. But I think a lot about Michael Jackson and I go into bars and I go into people's houses and people have Michael Jackson still playing like yeah. nothing happened. Like we don't know anything about Michael Jackson that's untoward and they have album covers up in, you know, on their walls. And the guy, Michael Jackson, who's probably, you know, credibly, maybe the greatest pop artist of all time, arguably, whatever you want to argue, but he's the top one of the top credibly accused of molesting children mm -hmm. pretty credibly and i've always struggled with like can you play michael jackson at a birthday party is that weird and <laughs> this is not the same thing but i think people have have in have worked to separate michael jackson's artistry from his obvious personal problems mm -hmm. And I wonder if that's something we can do with Kanye. Like, can I still bump, go to the gym and like bump to my beautiful dark twisted fantasy and Jesus and like not feel guilty about it? Yeah, it's interesting. I've thought about Michael Jackson quite a bit too, as like, cause Kanye's also says he's so influenced by Michael Jackson. Yes. And I thought about the fact that when I was a kid, I just remember in the era before Michael Jackson died, 
he was very controversial. Every There was always like, it wasn't popular to like him at all. And I don't know if Kanye has quite reached that level, but he's also very controversial. He might be getting there. But at the end of the day, like you say, and it's not like they let him get away with that. It, like, even though it was like pre me too, like, you know, it was pedophilia that, that got really big. He was in the trial. It was a whole media circus thing. But all things considered, if his legacy can survive to, to this day and after the HBO thing, I think legacy wise, Kanye is probably fine. Ty, you have anything? I think so, too. I think you brought up the whole Michael Jackson and they play him, but they don't play Kanye because of what he said. It made me think of yesterday how Apple Music took down a bunch of Kanye's playlists, but they still had like R. Kelly's playlist up and people right. that were proven doing these terrible right. crimes. And then eventually they must have saw those uh, viral tweets because they ended up taking down some of them. But it's interesting how... So so Apple took down Kanye's music. I didn't see that either. Well, I'm, they I'm took Spotify down his, his essential playlist, which uh, is like playlist of like his biggest song. Their curated pick. Okay. Yeah, basically. Got it. Yeah. Okay, let's end on a positive note. In each of you tell me your favorite Kanye song and album. Mm. Uh, my favorite I'll go for my favorite song uh, it switches sometimes but most consistently it's been Last Call and his favorite album is also The College Dropout and for a lot of reasons it has everything you love about Kanye in that song you know it's funny there's a very cinematic quality to it I love the soul samples I can't get enough of the soul sample era and it has that like er that like arrogance when you listen to him you feel yeah. like him you can conquer the world and it's just such a like i think it's such a beautiful thing to end his very first album but that's the chapter that ends his first album but essentially is the start of his entire legacy and career and everything that comes after that so for me i listen to it and think of that moment and stuff and yeah i think it's and that's my favorite kanye song and album awesome ty for me i know it's a lot of people's favorite kanye songs but it's got to be runaway it's just I love that song so much. Yeah, I actually yeah. did a, a speech on one of my college classes last year about Runaway and the song and breaking down like the samples, the lyrics. That's awesome. And then well, what was your what was your thesis? It was it was a, a public speaking class and it was we had to talk about something that we just one thing that we admire and why or appreciate. And that was, I just picked that song. Gotcha. Like all the different meetings. So mine is very similar. Mine, mine's tough because it fluctuates, but I was, I was a late Kanye bloomer and I like his, I'm different. Most people like the early stuff better. And they say that is the best Kanye. I fell into him, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. So that is like my favorite album. And it's sort of a tie, like Runaway and All the Lights, because All the Lights was like my party song that I played like with, with my fraternity brothers and just like <laughs> in our at parties. But Runaway is like the ballad. I think of that. I mean, that video that they produce, like majestic, just incredible artistry all all the way around. And then I'm just going to slip in a third one. I love Blood on the Leaves because I'm sort of a Yeezus. I'm, I'm a Yeezus freak because I love how he went a totally opposite direction, which is another reason I appreciate Kanye is he loves experiment and his sounds are so different 
from mm-hmm. each album. And I think a lot of artists just get in a cadence and you get popular and you can push out stuff because it's popular. And he like breaks. I just think he, you know, now, then, now he's one. And you might not like it all, but I just love the breadth of his types of different hip hop. And not all of it is even hip hop anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Well, thanks for doing this, guys. Sandy from Canada. And Ty Rasmussen from Wisconsin. Thanks for coming on Too Close to Call. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Hopefully we can meet again when uh, things are better for uh, Yay fans. In five years, maybe he'll do a complete overhaul and end up at Nike. I just had that thought. It's like, imagine, you know. Let's just get through the next year. Yeah, or even the next couple days. I don't know. It's every day. It's something new right now. But yeah, yeah, let's figure it out. All right, guys, thanks for doing this. Thank you for having me. Nice to meet you guys. See you later. Yeah, you too.